0: Hey, we're recording. Hey, <laughs> we are. All right. It's working. To... Yeah.
1: <laughs> How's things going? i doing all right.
0: Good. Good. How
1: about yourself? Um, How are you feeling? Doing better? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I had the uh, the booster vaccine. Is it, is it yesterday morning? Okay. Yeah, about like 10 o'clock or something. So it, uh... it knocked you out, huh? Actually, no, it so was the day before I had it. Yeah. So that okay. evening, so it's it Thursday today, yeah, Tuesday morning I had it. So that evening I was kind of dozy, like sleepy early. And then yesterday I just like had the temperature and yeah, just so you, you crashed. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I was I felt like yeah. I was operating like fifty percent all day. It was just like, you know, I was doing stuff, but I'm like I'm just not really all there. So Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, so you know it's better than the alternative, isn't it? It could be worse. Oh, <laughs> I'll <yeah>. take it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I haven't taken the the booster shot yet. Double vaccinated, but not the not the booster. Yeah.
1: The the because Japan's a little bit they're a little bit late started. I mean they've only just really started doing their boosters now, but it seems really low take up compared to the, the first vaccine. You know, the the initial two, you know, is very high, it's like seventy something percent of adults have had it. But the, so far the booster is only like ten, fifteen percent or something. Just people that are just aren't really as lining up for it so huh. either way <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah 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 well that's good that's good it's better to be uh, prepared <laughs> Indeed.
1: so yeah so what have you been up to you've been busy
0: yeah oh yeah the fun never ends <laughs> it's really but, uh... <laughs> no.
1: it's like people say oh you've been busy i'm like i'm never not busy <laughs> yeah, i know right <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a break might be nice sometimes but yeah. yesterday it's weird because because I, I work primarily for u.s Companies right? like main client is US based. So yesterday here was a national holiday, but it kind of doesn't apply, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in theory, I could take the day off. It just means I don't get paid for it, right? So it's, right. Uh, but you know, my son's got homework to do, and he was playing online with his friends and stuff. So it's like, oh, just normal day. So of yeah. course that means everyone, you know, that like my friends are all like, yeah, you know, halfway, you know, midweek break, and all the rest. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sounds <laughs> nice. <laughs> must be nice (laughs) yeah unfortunately because uh, this startup is kind of you know it's very small it's kind of you know all hands on deck doing everything we're not really even set up for i guess u.s holidays either so they kind of just pass by as well so i should make more of an effort to actually just like you know if if something's a good excuse for a break i should take it but you know yeah yeah it's great you you have a vacation so you can do some get some work done right (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) Do you do Rails for
1: your clients? Yeah, my client job is is all Rails stuff. I mean, I I kind of chose the stack for them, and so I'm doing all of their backend development. And it's interesting because I do, you know, my current framework of choice is Elixir and Phoenix. Yeah. And that just really, you know, that's really clicked for me. it's just so it's really cool especially for anything that's interactive, you know, like web-based interactive and yeah. it's just really clicked for me, I love it, but obviously rails I've been doing since forever. I'm literally like, you know, the weekend, the very first version of rails came out, was made public. I played with it that weekend and I've pretty much been doing it since. So I've done a lot of rails and it's funny because you know it was always the the exception you know the big frameworks at the time were all java based I mean, you know php kind of then has become the i guess the the default startup be kind of stack especially with smaller younger folks the rails has now become like the accepted old school framework i guess yeah. so i mean the the nice thing about choosing it over Le- phoenix and liveview is just that so many more people know it so you know i'm not going to be the only developer on this client project and at some point you know i'll probably end up having to either hand it over, or you know the the team will increase and you know hiring a couple of even if at first it's you know extra freelancers finding rails freelancers is going to be a whole lot easier than finding phoenix freelancers right yeah it was a very conscious decision for like this isn't a choice for me it's a choice for them so you know what's the best thing for them and you know you cannot go wrong with rails it's yeah you know there's there's you can never Solid. fail, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's this, yeah. this everything you ever need. It will do. So it was just a, a very sensible decision. <laughs> yeah, for of sure. course. That means that I'm living in Phoenix and Rails World at all times, and you know, yeah. it, it's it's not so confusing because sometimes you just miss something out of the other language, right? You're like, I could yeah. just do this if I could, but it's yeah. not, here. <laughs> and vice yeah. versa as well. You know, there's certain yeah. things especially within Phoenix. So Ecto is the, it's not an ORM, but it's the way you talk to a database, right? In Phoenix world. And Rails, you know, I, I assume it's got, you know, the similarities with Laravel and stuff in terms of mm-hmm. you know, accessing the databases. It's insanely easy. I mean, it's, it's yeah. so easy that you just, you don't even think about it, right? Whereas Ecto is very much more, it's slightly more is closer to SQL, so you have to be okay. a lot more savvy with your database technology. Whereas Rails, you know, you could probably get by with with knowing no SQL whatsoever, right? With Rails and uh, with Active yeah. Record. So occasionally, sometimes you just like, especially if it's just something quick and hacky, you're like, I just need to get that there. And Ecto, you're like, okay, I've got to figure out actually how that works at the database. Whereas yeah. Rails, you're just yeah. like, just munch it all together and it'll be fine and it kind of works and it's slow, but I didn't need it to be anything more, right? Right. So, yeah, you kind of get used to Rails just providing that level of convenience or rather active record providing that level of convenience. So occasionally I'll miss that, but it's like, well, it's for the best. I'm doing it properly now. (laughs) (laughs) So You're you're all Laravel, right? Yeah. Yeah, And and Vue for front-end stuff, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. For my own stuff, it's always Laravel and in Vue. For work, we're doing Laravel also, but we're not using Vue. We're using React, right? Okay. Which I didn't really have much experience with React or pretty much any experience with React <laughs> for this job. So I've been learning a little bit. It, it's good. I liked it, but I I still prefer Vue. Vue is so much more simplified. Yeah, it's yeah. it you know it's to the point, and, and React has a, a little more stuff that you have to wire together and you yeah. know get a v- view is like it's so much more simpler
1: yeah and so my, my only real experience with react is i've I built a react native app for uh, for a client a few years back and so it's kind of the same right it's just got a little yeah. bit more structure with regards to you know fitting it in mobile views and stuff and actually I've, <laughs> last week i did a, a quick react native app as well for this for dot plan i'll mm-hmm. mention in a minute and uh, so it's it I, yeah, it's very verbose it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has got boilerplate upon boilerplate and it just feels like seriously, I just wanna stick that on the screen. <laughs> it feels very yeah, top heavy. Yeah. Whereas yeah, view is is much more like lean it's leaner. Lean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I prefer view. And I'm used to it. I mean part of it is that I'm I'm used to it and, right. and I mean I'm still learning some areas. Mm-hmm. But I've worked with it for a while, and I'm more used to it. And yeah, the fact that I'm, I'm new to it, it's already with the limited experience that I've had with it at work. I can tell that it's a little more
1: verbose and a little bit more baggage, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, have you seen Alpine JS?
0: Yeah. So I've been looking into it, and we're also using Alpine at work. And I, really? but I haven't really had, I guess, the need to to work on it that much, except for actually this past week did a little bit, just little something with Alpine, cause it's already there. And I just, you know, I mean, X data and this right. And right.
1: I, I mean, that's the, it's, it's kind of view, but even leaner still. Right. I mean, the syntax yeah. is very view esque, uh, but it just even removes any kind of baggage whatsoever. Right. So, yep. so I used it in a dot plan just because I needed stuff, which, you know, things like hiding stuff and, you know dropdowns and you know modals and things like that that um, live view for all of its amazing stuff it still requires a trip to the server right so you know the, mm-hmm. the idea being that all of your interaction are basically on the server so you just talk web sockets for everything and the server handles all of the state which is fine for anything that you know includes a form or a Box, or you're getting data or anything that requires data, that's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Because your front end would probably still have to talk to the server anyway to get something. So, you know, there's no big difference. But stuff like just displaying a drop down menu, you don't want to do that. I mean, you could, but you wouldn't want to. Um, So the the kind of uh, preferred or you know suggested method is to use Alpine, which was yeah I mean it's perfect for that right because it's, you know, it's such a tiny library and then just being able to sprinkle things that you know things that need that immediacy just all of your code and it's worked out well. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is with the latest version of Live View, there's now a there's an extension to the. The live view JavaScript live—the thing that does basically all the diffing between you know and updating the DOM from the server responses—it now actually you can call JavaScript events directly from your within that code, right? So you can actually mm-hmm. write JavaScript code within your Phoenix event. So you say, okay, if this event is clicked, then do this JavaScript event and then send this to the server, and you can. Kind of chain things up and do those events in your Elixir code anyway, without even needing Alpine. So <laughs> I've been kind of even removing Alpine from the stack just bit by bit. It was like, oh, when I'm working on something, I'll just be like, oh, I can actually get rid of that too. So it, it's, but at the same time, it's, it's just really handy when it's there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting how this is yeah. evolving. <laughs> it's yeah. We're not done yet. We haven't finished with this whole web <laughs> architecture thing. <laughs>
0: so always evolving. <laughs> yeah, I need to get more into it. I've been
1: learning a little bit here and there. When I first started using it, it was even, you know, I did so little, you know, it was pretty much, you know, there's a data thing you bind to it and things and that's it. Whereas now even that is kind of, it does a whole lot more than it used to. And it, you could go a really long way with it, right? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. How, how's product and development? Have you had the chance to do any? <laughs> uh, well, a little bit here and there. I haven't had much chance to work on it recently, but
0: I've done some work on it mainly in the area of improving the way it handles network interruptions. And I okay. think we talked about yeah. that before a little bit. Uh, some of the feedback that I received recently with people using the product has been in that area because, you know, it directly affects the recording, right? This, with...
1: is, this is the part of your app, which kind of uh, stresses me out the most. <laughs> if I was building yeah. it, <laughs> just because yeah. there's so, it, it's so, I mean, networks are just unreliable at the best of time. And yeah. the fact that, you know, you've got different things being uploaded and events requiring things. And yeah, yeah. That, that's the bit which would stress me out. So I understand the, uh, wanting to get that, you know, rocks. Yeah. And,
0: (laughs) and it's, you know, the devil's in the details as they say, right? It's, it's just all these different things, just as an example, while everything is working just fine, you can see the indicators, you know, say in recording and uh, let's say one participant has problems with their network and Mm. they get disconnected. Well, if there's no network. Then the signal that drives the status indicator may not come across, right? So right. the host or the, you know, the other people in the session may still see that it says re- it's recording because mm-hmm. it never got a chance to get updated. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the person is not there anymore, but maybe the the image still there because mm-hmm. it didn't get a chance to clear. That's the problem. When the network connection drops suddenly, then there's not there's not you, much you don't that, get
1: a this the network has gone event right you just ex- <laughs> it well, doesn't have a chance to tell you
0: <laughs> It is exactly it's just it's an error mm-hmm. and those things those little details and things that are important in the application are not able to get updated so then now the user doesn't know is it still recording it says it's recording but you know what do i do and blah blah blah. so it's it's a little tricky to get that to work in a way that it, it satisfies everything so and so that's uh, what I've been working on and yeah. So I'm going to be releasing those updates pretty soon. And uh, hopefully that's it in that area. (laughs) If all goes well with that, that's pretty much the last thing that's been keeping me from pricing and all that so that I can launch. So
1: let's hope we can get to the next, next step.
0: (laughs) Next stage. Yeah, for sure. Aside from that, I did have to, I didn't have to, but. I upgraded to Tailwind CSS three because ah, I was yes. still running on believe it or not, I was still running on one point nine. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ver- version a- two came and came
1: and went. Came and went. And you now, never get a chance to move to that. So. <laughs> yeah, and
0: now it's version three and I'm like, ah, and I I didn't want to fall behind too much. And
1: the the, the one to two, there was a few things which I had to update, right? Like forms especially changed a bit yeah. and they to be honest, my client thing's still on 1.9, and I really, it, I've just been putting it off just because so much other stuff building up that I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to. No, nah. uh, well, especially leave it since two long. to three, I mean, that API, the the, the standard API seems pretty, you know, unchanging now. I mean, there's extensions coming, but it's, I don't think they're going to do a drastic change of any existing stuff. Whereas, say, 1.9 to two was like, oh, your forms are broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's cool now, I mean, especially with three and the the JIT and just having a command line thing and it's just such a smoother experience. It's uh, yeah, I'm liking the way it's going. Adam's doing yeah. a stellar job, it's really quite impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really, really nice. It's really neat. Although I'm having a problem with that a little bit and I still haven't been able to figure out, but I suspect it has to do with the way my, my build process is set up. Yep. where. If I make any changes it doesn't reflect the changes unless I I save the config file the tailwind config file
1: that sounds familiar
0: (laughs) so it's weird because it when I save my changes it builds Mm -hmm. you know it it looks like it's building Mm -hmm. and it completes successfully but the changes are not reflected and so Mm -hmm. I have to go even if I didn't make any changes to the config file, the Tailwind config yeah. file, I have to go into it, save it, and then it okay. builds again, and then I see the changes. Yeah.
1: I've so, had that. It's, I mean, it's fine most of the time because you're not adding classes that you haven't used elsewhere. For the most of the time, you you know you're tweaking spacing or some text sizes and things, and that's it. Doesn't you don't notice it, and then you'll add a different width in or something. You're like, what the hell? Oh yeah, I've got to yeah. go and just poke that. And I. I don't know what i did but i resolved it <laughs> i've okay. had that problem before in the past
0: <laughs> okay yeah i think it's uh, hopefully it's as easy as that i think it's a leftover from right. my uh, setup for the build process because yeah, I, exactly. I haven't yeah, changed yeah. that I, 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 when i
1: started a new project recently i didn't have the issue when from the beginning so i'm like okay, okay. i inherited something from because you know it's an older project and it's gone from yeah. like one up you know early <laughs> to, yeah so now so yeah something well i had a okay. weird thing with one of my the 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 host i'm using for dot plan is called gig elixir okay. and it's uh, it, it's very cool it's a it's like heroku for elixir pretty much um, this is quite a small company running it and it's really good i've been really happy with it but the build process is so there's like three main ways of getting a binary that you can deploy in Elixir and there's no canonical, this is the way they all have pros and cons and depending on what you want to do with it or, you know, whether you want to do this or that, they're all yeah. very valid. So, you, know, you kind of, you pick one and you go with it, but the build process for it, yeah, it's, it, it runs on a server, not your machine. I think I've got too many too many working on too many projects i forget <laughs> and so when it was building it it was doing it effectively in the wrong order it was kind of building the css and then doing something else and effectively deleting it so when it got deployed it gets deployed there was no css file there it was it took me a whole evening to work out the and it was literally just changing the order of two things in my build process <laughs> I uh, did <laughs> my life at that time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that fixes it. So, and it was one of those, you know, like nice. there's only one person in the world who seemed to be having the same problem on the Gigalixer, like Slack channel. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, yeah, I'm kind of like, someone else has got to seen this. This is a pretty straightforward thing sticking tailwind on a, you know, Elixir build that's got to be blown on Elixir. And they had, you know, they stated the same problem. I'm like, ah you, my friend, to tell me what the hell to do. And of course it was just like silence. They asked the question and then disappeared. And, um, like, yeah,
0: Ow. so yeah. I, I, when
1: I figured it out, I went and wrote a long thread there and just like explained it. I hope they saw it just because I,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. If not, somebody else might, yeah, exactly. that problem right, later right. on and, exactly. and that'll be helpful. Yeah. I, I know I come across questions and, and things like that, where. That, nothing, you know. It's nothing. Just, it's just there's a, a
1: question. You're like that. That issue. How? But, yeah. <laughs> tell me what you saw. I think there's, there's uh, no answer. X, uh, XKCD <laughs> that, that, that says something along those lines as well, right? Yeah. But yeah. the thing, the, the thing is as well, especially with build processes, you spend what what we should do is really document them really well, right? But yeah. we never do because once you have got them working, you're like, ah, oh, it's done. That's fine now, and you forget about it, and you move on, and then in six months' time, when you're like something's changed, you're like. What did I know? I don't yeah. know what I knew at that time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't work with that uh,
1: all right. that often. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once it's set it's up, set it, forget it, it for a long exactly. time. Exactly. So it's interesting. I've been using fly.io, which is a new, I don't know how new it is, but it's kind of an alternative to again, Heroku and the, the whole platform as a service crowd. And it's, it's really interesting because it's they've just hired the creator of phoenix which is kind of interesting because it's a really good fit i mean it's literally a perfect fit for how live view works right so mm-hmm. as i said live view every click everything you do to interact with the page effectively is talks to via a WebSocket to server and you get a response which is fine you know for most of the time because your latency is you know what you know it is really quick and what's your biggest downtime you know sorry downtime what's your biggest round trip it's Probably 100, 150 milliseconds. So I'm like hosting stuff in Oregon. And, you know, in Japan, there's still, I, I can't get it less than like 180 milliseconds, but it's still enough that you don't notice it. You know, anything below 200 milliseconds feels quick enough anyway, right? Yeah. But what they've done to make that even feel even faster is you can fire up these, it basically works on these micro VMs that you can fire up and in any given region. So you can say, I want, you know, it deployed in, Tokyo and Oregon and London and you know Frankfurt or something mm-hmm. and so you're super close to a server that can respond to live view incredibly quickly but then obviously you've still got database right you know your database might still be in Oregon even though your right. server is in Tokyo but you can basically fire up these database read only replicas and okay. th- so you can say okay I want my rights to go to Oregon but I want my reads to go to to Tokyo okay. which means you've got this super fast distributed thing and it sounds complicated, but the way it's set up and the way live view works, it's literally just, it's nice oh, start a new one. I want some here and some there. Could you do it please? And it just works. And it's, nice. it's like, it's this stuff, which, you know, it sounds insanely complicated to get set up, but it's like, it's it's like three commands. It's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, technology that's has awesome. come along as ahead, So, you know, I remember yeah. like one my first, you know, app that I ever had, I had to put an actual physical box that I owned in a data center yeah. in London and maintain it. So now I'm yeah. like, I just spin these up all over the world. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's yeah, really interesting. It's,
0: yeah. It's, it's come a long way for sure. Yeah, I remember those days where <laughs> when you had you you had a server, you 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 named it, you it <laughs> had a name, had a label.
1: And... That's right. Yeah. I also <laughs> had the downtime in the middle of the night when I had to drive out to London Docklands and replace a hard drive and like try to, you know, resync yeah. a raid array in the middle of the night. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm never gonna do this again. <laughs> no. <laughs> never again. No way. Kids don't know how good they've got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So So yeah, dot plan has been moving along. So I think I mentioned this, my, you know, my my client that I'm kind of handholding and has been really helpful getting things like just being lots of feedback, just being really helpful. So they desperately want to use it mobile first just because of their environment, they, uh, they go out on site a lot. Okay. They they probably spend, you know, 20% of the time actually at a desk, the rest is going out on site to do things, but they still want to maintain this kind of, I mean, That's one of the reasons they like this is because it can maintain the communication, at least the, the, the cadence of knowing what people are doing, even if they're not in the office the whole time. Mm -hmm. So they really like this idea, but they're like, we're not particularly happy with you just using Chrome they've got some older Android devices that they have as work phones. And they're like that it just people using it just through a web browser. they're not particularly happy with, I mean, not that it doesn't work well through web browser, it's just, it feels like out they're like, I want a button. I'm like, well you can install it as a PWA. And they're like, how do I explain that? And I'm like <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'll make just a literally a, a wrapper around the website with, you know, a little bit of Chrome to kind of make it feel a little bit more solid and some network checking stuff. So if it goes down, you know, it gives a a, a message you know mm-hmm, saying that mm-hmm. you need a network connection just some kind of stuff to make it feel more cohesive as an app even though the app is basically a web view so i was like okay i can do that that's that's doable so i i built this react native i, okay. I, I can't call it an app with a straight face so i built this wrapper and i've just i pushed it out to them a couple of days ago as a google as an android internal test app nice. so i've never I'm, i know nothing about android at all i've i haven't touched at all so this is a kind of a bit of a learning curve just even as far as the play store work you know just you know uh, getting a developer account and what's required to publish to the play store and and all this so that's been been a learning curve and so far so good i've now just got to get it the internal test seems to be going okay they could get installed they're using it it seems okay so now i've just got to get it through to the actual Play Store now itself. And because it's a React Native app, it works the same on iPhone. I know Apple are a bit funnier about wrapper applications, but I think if it provides the, you know, some benefit, then it should be okay. We will see. I'm okay, gonna yeah. try and submit it anyway, see what happens. Yeah. I've been through the Apple submission process a few times, so I know what to expect. Then. And that well, I expect the unexpected with <laughs> the review process, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with mobile apps. Back in, I don't know, a few years ago, I tried building something just to learn and get a little bit of exposure to that. Just using one of those, I think it was PhoneGap or one of those, you know, using JavaScript and HTML and CSS. But I think what I was trying to build was too ambitious for being first time trying to build something like that. So Uh I... I learned a little bit, but I got into a lot of trouble where I didn't know what to do. And eventually I ended up abandoning the project. <laughs> but how do you get the app onto their devices without going through the App Store or well, Google Play?
1: It depends on, so Apple and Google are different in this regard, but the, as far as Android goes, you can create, there's different levels of tests. There's an internal test, there's a public test, and there's ah. a closed test, and then there's like Play Store kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've just gone with the internal test. You can just put in, it says, what's your email accounts? And so, okay. And then they gave me all their emails and then I discovered they're not their Android, they're not their Google account emails, right? So it's like, go back and sorry, can you tell me what the address is actually on your phone? Not the email address you use. So yeah. again, I never having done it, I, I just didn't even think about that. It's like, oh, you just send them a link, right? No, it's gotta be, you've gotta authorize their mm-hmm. Google account to be able to access this internal test application to install it, and st- whereas Apple, the, it's, you've either got test flight, which is kind of a managed system, or you can get their UDID numbers, which is effectively serial number for the device, and you can register those into your build, and it works on those devices, and it's like a loading process for that. So the Android process seems to work well when you get the right email addresses to give them Yeah. To it. So, because yeah. I wrote, have app. to
0: be a uh, Gmail. It's not Gmail. Google, I
1: yeah. mean, because if it's a Google Suite workspace, I can't remember what Google's stuff is oh, called right. these days. As long yeah. as you're using it for Google accounts, and then it's a work account thing. So, yeah, that's that work. Or, or it I can see. just be whatever you log into the phone with to to download stuff on the Play Store. So, as long as you've got those emails, you can just put them in and make those authorized for the internal test. So I see, and oh, then that's cool. I can just push to that. It installs and. That's it. So it's actually quite a smooth process when you realize, understand what you're doing but again, being the first time I'm like,
0: yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, I wrote, wrote some objectives and stuff back in the day for iPhone and things. So I'm a lot more, well, even that's changed a lot since I've done that. So I'm sure I'll have to go through a whole new learning process for that as well, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was interesting just to see. Doing this, it kind of forced me to go back and re-look at all of the pages, how they work on a mobile, because they everything worked, but it was not necessarily as good as I'd like it. At least I found out that it wasn't as good as I'd like it. So it was a good opportunity to like just tighten up spacing, font sizes. You know, it's got like a sticky banner at the top now with the menu, so it doesn't mm-hmm. you know, it feels less like a web page, more like an app. Yeah. And so just going through, just tightening everything up as far as to mix so it works better in the, the mobile version in the mobile view right mm-hmm. so nice. i'm really happy how that's turned out it feels cool. like a lot lot better it was just a good excuse to go through and reassess the whole <laughs> design of it. it's like so yeah nice yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice i'll also well, well, take out a lot of uh, duplicated tailwind classes which <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> because i was looking at it, i'm like oh actually i don't need that anymore and yeah. also i ended up refactoring a bunch of views again because it's like hold on this is the same view just with different data so it was a good mm-hmm. opportunity to to just tidy things up a little do a bit of refactoring and things without breaking anything, and that that's stuff which you never make time for, really you're always pushing ahead with new things yeah. whereas this was I have to you know look at the same thing, relook at the same thing I've already written to just tighten it up, so it was a good excuse to do that, so I'm happy with how it went it's, uh, we'll we'll see if I get <laughs> get the thing on the store it's yeah that's the next thing, just waiting for google to to give the go ahead for that <laughs> nice, nice.
0: Yeah, I really had to do a little bit of that myself working on, on this, you know, network related stuff. Came across a bunch of code that could be refactored and improved and ended up removing a lot of code, which is always great. You know, just it's the best feeling. <laughs> seeing all, the, all these opportunities to make it more compact and, yep. and just deleting a bunch of code that, well, you know, I can do it this other way. It's better or, you know unified certain things where i had you know
1: it's the best feeling a, it really is <laughs> a little bit of
0: duplication because of the way that i approached it first of course duplication is the one thing you you're trying to <laughs> minimize or eliminate as much i mean as i'm possible, kind right? of uh,
1: very liberal with the duplication when i'm writing stuff i mean i kind of try to leave it for this revisiting thing you know some of the things well i guess that's one of the things I've learned over time is that, yeah, you're never going to get your abstraction right in the first place, right? Unless you, you know, Sit down for, you know, <laughs> we can design everything, which I mean, even then you're probably going to forget something. It's never going to be yeah. right. You're going to end yeah. up changing something. So I'm very liberal with just cut and pasting code and, you know, tweaking it to work. And then when everything is settled, I'll go back and reassess it and kind of tidy up. So this was yeah, an opportunity to do that. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I tend to do that too. I'd rather <laughs> be explicit
1: funny. in, I'm doing this here now, it might be the same as I'm doing over there, but I'm doing this here now and I know how it's working and I know exactly what I'm working on as opposed to some, you know, multiple abstractions, abstractions somewhere else that just, yeah.
0: Oh, I wanted to ask you. Shoot. Sure. What kind of reception did you have with the wrapper that you created once you deployed so it to them?
1: So they're using it now. I'm waiting to hear back. So I literally, okay. they, they installed it yesterday. So I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> No complaints so far. So okay. (laughs) we shall see. That's good. Oh, so the other thing I did, I think I mentioned last time I was looking at this thing for making like documentation called Tango. So I -hmm. I, I spent an hour with that and rattled out like 20 help pages. So yeah, I'm telling you, it's pretty nice for just getting something going. And because you can, you know, you, you can effectively link to any help page. So I'm just making like a notion page of how to do things I can Order them, I can make that public, like link it to it from my site, and then just mm-hmm. use that as like a you know this is how to do this, and just linking to them. I mean, most of them are like three steps, right you know, go to this mm-hmm. page, click on this, and accept that, but um, as I said the the amount of times that we're getting requests for like how do I do this well it's easy, but you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Nice. laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I rattled through those, and yeah, it's just really nice for that, I'm quite impressed. So,
0: is that connected to any kind of like a CRM or help desk or n- It's not. Like- I mean, I okay. could
1: do, but this is purely, say so it's a, like a Chrome plugin that you just browse to the page. You do the thing, click mm-hmm. done and then it'll set them out you can delete them you can replace images you can just add description and then just say that's done you get a link you can share to it so it's actually it's one of those things that you like it's a perfect kind of indie project i don't know who's behind it i don't know how big the team is or anything but it it could be an indie project just because it's Mm -hmm. it's it does one thing and it does it quite well so it's yeah kind of impressed with that cool (laughs) so yeah I, i could link it to. To say some kind of help desk thing, but for the moment I'm like the simplest thing. is just make those, make a page with them all listed and you yeah, know, they can use their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Command yeah. F if they really need to find something.
0: <laughs> nice. Cool. So trying to stop huh.
1: myself from building anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't need more projects. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> At more least sleep, for now. more projects. <laughs> <laughs> right. How are your signups going?
1: I need to, that's the next thing. So once this is get this app done out again, because this client's kind of waiting on this, it's, it's back to the, trying to, trying to get people on board. So I did a a few weeks ago, I did some tweaks to the landing page and I kind of got a better idea of now of how I want to redesign it. So that's that's a thing for when this is done, just yeah otherwise it's too much to try and do it once right <laughs> yeah yeah as you said try, yeah, and, try and get yeah. into as i said you know you said a while back you know you'd like to get into a kind of a cadence of being able to do development and then marketing development marketing it's a it's a nice goal it's something yeah. i'd like to try and do just because then at least you can i mean this this kind of context switching is just it's killer i mean i i I'm sure you find it too. Just switching between work projects and then personal projects, and you know, even when your personal project is actually like ten projects in one, right? <laughs> there's yeah. not just one thing. There's the there's the whole you know the technicalities of how it's worked, and then there's you know the marketing side of it. There's even the support side, things like that. Being yeah. able to just pick one, and at least you're only context switching between work, you know, paid work, and this project. Then you know, oh, yeah, one thing for at least in a week or two. Uh, yeah yeah the the more i thought about it the more i'm like that would be an ideal really just because otherwise it's it really does wear you out just this constant like what do i need to think about today i can't do
0: it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's uh, it's not easy it's harder too when it comes to the personal projects because you can only work on your side projects a small amount of time that Mm -hmm. That you have available and you never know how long that's going to be, how much time you're going to have. So you can set a goal to work on product development this week and do marketing next week. But if you don't get enough time to work on the project and reach the goal that you had for the week for product development, then... I've I've been struggling with that because at the end of the week, I'm supposed to the following week switch over to marketing, right. but, and you're like, but I'm I can't not leave done. this here. Yeah, just... I'm half I'm in the middle of all yeah. this stuff, you know, that I'm coding. And you know how it is when if you leave that, then coming mm-hmm. back to it, it just takes forever to restart that yeah, yeah. thought process, right? Yeah. So
1: well, again, the the context which is even bigger than just because you've got to reload your yeah. brain with all the stuff that you knew at that point in time before, right?
0: Yeah. So this whole <laughs> thing about Getting into a cadence of working back and forth hasn't really worked out for me, at least not not yet. I, ha- I still haven't figured it it's out. because nice it's a, it's a nice goal, but I think that might work better once that's the only thing you're focusing on. Like right. you know, yeah, yeah. once you're doing this full time, then that's that's your main thing, so you can deviate up and and kind of
1: trying to give out any kind of estimate and things right now is just I yeah, just don't know because I can't guarantee <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I don't know how much time I'm going to have on a thing today exactly. <laughs> or tomorrow. Exactly. And, you know, family stuff is always there as well, you know. So it's like you yep. think, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, Saturday doing this. And then oh, actually we can't because it's a thing. And that's fine, but it, it just means estimates are like yeah. completely wild. You get yeah. no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> so it is tough. Yeah. You know, got to have a goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully, yeah. Uh, once you can finish this, this kind of yeah, network stuff, you can at least put that to bed for the moment. And and again, there's this everything else works so well. I really hope you can get to the stage where you know you can start, you know, charging people for it.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think you're going to be goal.
1: fine getting customers. You know, like you've got a. as I've said before, you've got a such a clear target here. You know, there, yeah. there's no ambiguity as to who can use this app. Which you know, I fail with a little bit with mine, you know, it's more difficult with mine because there isn't a clear single target market. So yeah, I think it, once you've, once you open this up, you know, just, you can laser focus on particular people and targets and just go for it. So excited for you. <laughs> just yeah, get thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And now I've been, oh, that's, that's one thing I wanted to share with you. I've been reconsidering the whole paddle thing and I, I may Revisit that and see if I <laughs> if I don't. It's, it's just I it,
1: I understand where you come from. <laughs> yeah, it's, what, it's, a, a pro or four paddle? Uh, you you mean
0: uh, a pro paddle? Pro, I okay. guess yeah, right, pro right, pa- right. paddle. Yeah, did you see um, they
1: kind of did a bit of a relaunch this week?
0: Uh, I uh, yeah, yeah, I heard. I haven't I haven't gone to their site, but I I read something
1: about it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that they're going to make all our pricing more transparent. And I think that was one thing which really seemed to put a lot of people off is just the fact that they're this kind of opaque, like, well, when you start using us, you'll find out how much we take. And it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they're going to be a lot more upfront with everything. And so I really like this, this just idea of them being taking care of the the tax and the filing and everything Mm -hmm. and it's just for for we just said how much stuff you got to think of if there's one thing you can remove i'll take it and if that one thing is tax i'll definitely take it right (laughs) it's so stressful enough as it is but them just taking care of that whole side of things it Mm -hmm. makes it definitely worth it to me again especially when you know i'm not in a it's not like i'm in the u.s selling to u.s customers and that's it and Mm -hmm. it's no i've I'm already in a at a disadvantage just from the first sale I make because I don't know where it's going to be. I mean, my accountant's right. already like I, I had a meeting with my business accountant the other day and <laughs> trying to explain this concept to him. He's like, "So you have a customer range, yes, I do. So you're collecting sales tax. Well." No paddler. And he's like, who's paddle? Well, they're an Irish company. (laughs) And it's like, say what? (laughs) So they they take care of that, but where does the sales tax go? It goes to them and then they pay it to Japan. What? Yeah. (laughs) So trust me, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I I wish that's a disadvantage, well, because you know, in terms of if I register for sales tax, then things my company buys, obviously I can claim sales tax back. I'm not spending that much money. (laughs) I wish it
0: it seems like uh, I may be wrong about this, but it it seems to me that there aren't that many professionals in that area that understand the modern ways of of doing business online. Like, you know, I'm talking about you know tax professionals and you know lawyers and maybe lawyers a little so it's getting a little better but there's still a lot of like uncharted territory where you need professional advice but mm-hmm. you don't know who to ask because they don't really know you yeah. know
1: absolutely i mean it's That's... it was a, you know just when i was setting up the company here and you know the the first thing they you know, the list of questions is you know where's your revenue coming from i'm like from selling software, like, you know, services and, you know, that, well, watch your, you know, customers or what's your, you know, billing stuff. And it, when you kind of say, I'm not going to be, you know, billing with invoices, I'm not going to have an office, I'm going to be selling primarily to abroad. And mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, what, who, what are you doing? Who
0: are you <laughs> Yeah, they don't know. They don't no. understand. No. And it, it surprises me because there, with so much business going on online, mm-hmm. you would think that there would be, you know, a lot of demand. I mean, there is a lot of demand, so there should be more professionals out yeah. there. That, I mean, I have... guess
1: it's it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of, we, we do live in a, a bit of a bubble. You know, you think every, every man and his dog is making a web app, right? And Apparently they're yeah. not, <laughs> it is still a small number in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but that's obviously, true, when yeah. you live in this world, you kind of it feels like everybody is building something. Everybody's doing better than you. Everybody's having a lot. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's <sighs> sure. very difficult to, to get a true perspective on things sometimes. And yeah, if, even when you know that that's the case, it's still difficult to actually accept that. So, yeah, I, I understand. But yeah. yeah, so for the for the most part, accountants, say, hey, you know, I when you talk to you know, look for accountants and they expect you to basically have an office, be hire Japanese people, see so have Japanese customers, and then you know, it, it, there's all these assumptions and it's like, what what do you mean you're not doing any of those? It's like Yeah. <laughs> how are you a business then? Well, it's just different. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's that brick and mortar, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a different Ball they expect, came, they but... expect me to be like running a bar or a coffee shop. You know, that's kind of yeah. the the, <laughs> the limit of kind of understanding of like, you know, what kind of business I could be doing. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, my accountant, you know, that I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him. You know, He seems to get it eventually. You just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to explain it. <laughs>
0: yeah that's what that's one of the reasons why i've been reconsidering the whole paddle thing because you know if the like you said if i can remove one thing from the equation that i have to worry about yeah they take a cut but that and, gonna the, take a cut. The yeah i mean, I mean mind, even if it's right
1: they're still taking a cut for card payments still, and stuff yeah. so you know it's, yeah. it's just a little bit more of a cut um, and if it means it removes the lack of anxiety over whether i need to file something is worth it in my book yeah <laughs> you yeah know, i don't want to that's... be on the hook for like oh yeah you should have filed this paperwork to you know luxembourg and i'm like well i didn't know that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now yeah. what's going to happen now you know it, it's yeah. just that unknown and that stress and uncertainty of, and especially when it comes to tax you know it's that's not something i ever want to mess with
0: <laughs> yeah and that's what i've been thinking about and and being that our businesses are online right mm-hmm. and i mean you, you can you potentially have customers all over the world. So, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes even more of an issue.
1: It always surprises me that, me, I mean, I know Stripe is making roads in this area and they have yeah. you know, things that you can add on as extra services to take care of tax things and stuff, but it really surprises me that it isn't like ultra high on their roadmap, maybe it is, it's just complicated, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's it because it, it feels like you could get into a very deep well of pain. Very easily, <laughs> if you're yeah. not careful, right? You know, it's so easy to take payments, and then well, now you've got to report these payments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've just taken all this money, and well, it'd be, hopefully, you've taken all this money, and then suddenly you have you realized that they're in you know twenty different countries and yeah. you know five different states, and and guess what? That's now your problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah it, that that would concern me, and it's good that you know payments are being made much easier and stripe has really you know led the way there but it feels like there's potential for shooting yourself in the foot right
0: (laughs) right right and i think i asked you this before but if you go with paddle you technically you don't need a a stripe account because you're they're not using that right they're they're not Mm -hmm. they're they're doing their own thing yes they do their own thing i
1: mean let's say on the on your credit card receipt as in your customer's credit card receipts, it says, you know, paddle and then parentheses and your business name. So it, it does have your name on the receipt, but they're the seller of account. I forget what it's the official term mm-hmm. is, but yeah, they're, mm-hmm. the, uh, it's, it, they're, <coughs> they're selling it, not you basically. Right. <laughs> right. And so
0: that means you can create Plans or like payment, not plans, like subscriptions. Subscription. Yeah, yeah. You you can plans, create as
1: many everything. different subscription plans. You can do. You could do a plan per. You can set different prices per region as well. So like my monthly price, I can set a round number in dollars and a round number in yen just because otherwise, you know, it's like if you're in the US and it comes out and it's, it's $43, 29 cents a month, you're like, what the hell yeah. <laughs> It's easy just to say it's 45 and or forty and, yeah 40, you know, so you can set a, a number for each region if you want, or just set it in dollars and let it auto translate to whatever the, the equivalent. Is. And then you, <clears throat> obviously the sales tax is added on top of that. And that's hmm. just done automatically stuff like so, it yeah you can set like annual or monthly you could recurring ones one offs you, you do everything in that sense so, it's,
0: it's so w- one of the things that i that I would like to do, that I've been thinking about for a long time is doing purchasing Pettery pettery? petery, it'd be nice to parody. Mm -hmm. I can can never say that. Yeah.
1: Purchasing. (laughs) Parity.
0: Power parody. Power parody. (laughs) Yes. So I've been thinking about, I would love to do that. That's one of my goals. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to use Stripe because my thinking was that I could do more custom stuff with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and do stuff like that. But I don't know if that's something that I could do with Paddle.
1: I say you've got this option of just being able to set different currencies to be different prices, and that's what
0: I'm. That's what made me think of that because if you can set up different prices for a region or something mm-hmm. like that, then maybe there's a way to do that.
1: Yes, I don't know. I think you can. I, I th- yeah, I didn't look at it closely, but I think mm-hmm. there's there's a way of. I say you because you can set it with the currency, which is you know, if you're paying with a card in that currency, that means that's where you are, right? (laughs) If it was just so I I think that's as far as they do. They might do more. I I didn't look into that.
0: So they support all kinds of currencies around the world? Yes. yes. It's
1: a Ah. big list, (laughs) which is why I only picked dollar and yen, because it's like, well, I'm not going to set price for everywhere, but (laughs) the main ones are fine.
0: Huh, all right, more to think about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so the, the interface to it is very straightforward as well, you know, in terms of getting web hooks and there's an API as well, but I, I just rely on web hooks for most things and, you know, they have like a, you know, just a good retry thing and it's yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. The, the biggest thing, which through me is just having so because I did monthly Billing and with three plans and annual billing with three plans. Okay, uh, that means I got six plans, right? So right. then you've got uh, and I'm like, I, this was a bad idea, you know. In in hindsight, <laughs> maybe I should have just kept it to one or two and just said, you know, like, yeah, it's monthly billing and it's this price and there's two plans or something for for to start no off. With, so it, you're uh, well, thinking I mean, maybe no annual? You can, but every an annual subscription is just another price another subscription yeah. type right mm-hmm. but it just means that you know there's there's so many more cases to check right you know mm-hmm. and so you each one of those has a different subscription code type so you right. get a thing that says i got you know type 16 and you're like okay what's that <laughs> and then you're like okay you've got that which means you you paid this here and it's just so much like logic just to maintain when mm-hmm. they and then of course you got you know if they cancel they their cancellation only starts at the end of that billing cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So they've mm-hmm. stopped paying, and you've had the notification, but and you won't bill them again. But you've got to provide the service until the, ne- the this other date in the future, right? So the right. logic—it's it, surprising just how many details there are to it. It sounds like oh, you just you know you can hit out that hit this API and you, you get billed, and then there's all of these little things that you've got to mm-hmm. take into account. I mean, but th- their service is. is very straightforward, but there's just a lot to it <laughs> And again, and this, as a first case. I mean, that's why, you know, when you talked about, you know, billing, metering and things and it's like, just try and keep it as simple as you possibly can, at least for the first one, just because, you know, I, yeah, I overdid it. And I regret that now, <laughs> I overdid mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> oh, how, we, and this, you know, and oh this is value, all through,
0: <laughs> and this is all with the API, right? This is yeah. your custom integration yes, with their, using their API. And web I,
1: I just use the JavaScript thing to overlay the payment thing. so there's basically a JavaScript hook, which you basically just say that, and it pops over the, an overlay when they complete it, they, you can specify a URL to get pushed to. So su- successful subscription, they end up at a different URL and you get the web hook, you can do stuff with it. It's all very, I said, pretty straightforward. And the documentation's pretty good. There's a sandbox account as well. So you can but of course then <laughs> you've got a sandbox account, but of course because it's a completely separate thing, right? Yeah. You create sandbox subscriptions, which have, of course have different IDs as well. <laughs> You're like, yeah, like why do I take account of this? So then you abstract that in your code so you've got like environment variables setting what the different price plans are. And it's just like all of this complexity starts building on top of each other. And all I want to know is if they are paid forty dollars or not. <laughs> That's it. Yeah yeah it's surprising how quickly all of this you know just builds upon each other right so yeah yeah for sure
0: <laughs> all right well more to think about and i'll see i'll a... have to revisit that
1: <laughs> that's right <what, laughs> i mean i think you know you talked last time about having like a a I a i forgot what you called it but basically things expire your, your storage is for a certain amount of time or something right oh yeah okay.
0: yeah 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 now i can think of the term <laughs> yeah
1: i, I know it's, my, my, my <laughs> mind has gone blank too but yeah i th- i'd say just you know, my advice would be try to minimize the options in as much as physically possible, you know, mm-hmm. if that includes just having a lower monthly plan and a higher annual plan or something, because if they're going to want higher anyway, they're probably going to want to pay long-term anyway. So just the, the less subscription plans you have, the easier your life is going to be. So that's my, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> a retention period. That's there we go. What, that's the what one I was calling yeah, it yeah. So well file retention period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my language ability is dropping off next one. I hope you can get this stuff finished anyway, just because I think it'd be a big relief for you as well. Yeah. So so hopefully next time we'll have a report on how my app went down and the fact that it's in the store and and I've working on a new landing page. That's my goal for the next chat. (laughs) How's that? Nice. See if I can meet it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I'll do my best. Well,
0: my my goal for next time is to already be working on pricing and billing integration. Cool whether it's paddle or whatever it is.
1: There is I say, there is um, an approval time with paddle. So you have to mm-hmm. apply and get kind of, they have to check your business account, business details, and they have to, you know, also see your application. You do like some screenshots or, you know, a video showing them what it is. You have got to explain all of the, you know, what you're billing for and, and all the rest mm-hmm. So read their acceptable cases. I mean, yours is fine, but they mm-hmm. will ask questions about it. So it isn't just yeah. a straight approval. So you'll be fine, but just. Yeah, it's not immediate, but you can, you, you can sign up for a sandbox account in the meantime and use that to to develop it. But before you go live, there's a period where you get approved. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I need to do. I need to file for establishing my company legally. Uh,
1: uh, Might be an idea (laughs) because
0: I haven't done that yet. And part of the reason was I was waiting for this year to roll around because in California, there's a minimum tax that I would have to pay even if I no income, haven't done no revenue and so if I if I did it late in the year last year then I would have been on the hook already for right, right. for the taxes so yep. now that it's the beginning of the year I can do it I have a whole year to That's you awesome.
1: know Yep. yeah to, you'll um, be fine you'll you'll say I I'm have no doubt that you'll be customers lining up i hope so (laughs) well i mean you know i think you know the as i said you you know who to target you if you set a a sensible price plan you're fine you've got no problems with the product you know it's exactly what i think a lot of people want so just getting people to know about you is going to be the the fun bit
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's the challenge yeah just to get the word out but yeah well thank you i appreciate that and i hope that's the case
1: (laughs) (laughs) time will tell but i'm sure yeah
0: Cool. Awesome. Should we wrap it up here then? That's it. All right. Well, it's nice as always. See you in a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks.
1: And uh, say, so I want to hear all about the next uh, about your pricing strategy.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Need to figure that out. Awesome. Cheers, man. All right, Alan. Take Cheers. care. Cheers.